All right. Hello, everybody out there in the Uplifting Impact world. We are very excited to be with you today. I am Justin Ponder, and I have with me today Gina Pemberton. Thank you very much for joining us, Gina. Thanks so much, Justin. Happy to be here. And a little bit of bio about you. So Gina Pemberton is the VP of Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion at Omnicom Health Group. In this role, she is responsible for developing and driving forward the diversity, equity, and inclusion strategy for the network. Previously, she spent 13 years at Johnson & Johnson, where she held various corporate finance roles. She's also a dedicated volunteer and is currently serving as the president for the National Hampton Alumni Association since 2018. Gina holds a Bachelor of Science in Accounting from Hampton University, an MBA from the University of Phoenix, and a Diversity and Inclusion Certificate from Cornell University. She's also certified as a Senior Professional in Human Resources. And a fun fact, Gina is a plus-size model and has a pair of pants in her name at the Eloquy store. She dabbles in being a plus-size influencer on Instagram at IamGinaP. Thank you again very much, Gina, for joining us. Thank you. All right. So the first question we have for you is just a light and fun one that we like to ask people to open things up. What brings you joy? Mm, good question. I think um, what really brings me joy is it's probably a mix of things. I, I, I'll say, you know, one is spending time with my family. Of course, if I don't say that, my mother will come looking for me. But <laughs> I definitely would say, you know, anytime I get to spend with uh, family and that's the family that I was born with and then the family I chose as well. Um, uh, and my God kids all all wrapped up into that bunch that that brings me joy. And it, it's doing nothing with them, to be honest, nothing big and exciting, but just sitting around and being the other pieces around really, truly seeing the impact of the work that I do daily and how it's, you know, maybe changing the minds of people that are affected by it or people speaking up and, and feeling like they've been included. I am definitely in the right world. I'm an includer in the, um, you know, stages of different things you could be. That's one of my top five. Um, so I really like that brings me a lot of joy to see that the work that uh, I'm working on is is actually making an impact. That's fantastic. So as a tail end on that question, mm -hmm. you answered, you feel joy when changing people's minds and making them feel included. Yes. What are some tips for how you go about doing that? So for all the people out there listening, how do you change minds? Yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> I think, um, you know, some minds are easier to be changed than others, obviously, but I think what you do is, is by listening, right? One of the things that I have been really adamant about or and speak about often at Omnicom Health Group is around um, getting to know people's story, right? And so, right. you know, just blatantly, you know, you work with people all the time and you work, work for people or have people working for you, but not a lot of time because of the hustle of bustle and bustle of work, do you actually get to know people, Right. And that's where bias and things kind of creep in, right? So you end up, somebody ends up deciding, oh, my boss is this, you know, Caucasian woman. She's probably was raised, you know, well-to-do in a suburb somewhere, et cetera. And now she's telling me what to do. And <laughs> I grew up, you know, in a different world where, you know, I had to fight for everything. And so then that makes you kind of feel constantly like this person is talking down to you. But if you actually took some time 
to to get to know people or to like ask them a little bit more about their story and learn about that background, um, it can really change your your whole viewpoint and can absolutely change minds for people, you know, from what they were thinking. I'll share an experience with for myself is I was speaking with someone um, about, you know, speaking to them all the time. And I just, you know, I did my, I did, everybody has bias. So I fell into my own biases of thinking, you know, probably from two family home, you know, does everything, everything, the perfect, you know, two and a half kid, 2.5 kids, you know, (laughs) white picket fence. And then I actually asked her, I said, well, where'd you grow up? Like what, where are you from, et cetera. And she really told me a story about like totally different than what my bias was. Like she was like, oh, my, my mother, my parents divorced. My father kind of wasn't involved. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm kind of the older sibling to everybody. And I do all these things. And I lived this different life before I got here. And I was kind of like, wow, right person, like not at all what I had already assumed. I didn't have a, a negative bias towards her. It was just what I had decided because right. I figured that was what her life was. And I think that if I hadn't taken the time to ask her her story, I would have assumed that. And continued right. on. And I think once I knew that story, I saw something in me, in her. Mm. And so that, for me, made it a little bit easier for us to connect and to be able to move forward in the project we were working on. And that idea of connection, how do you go about also making people feel included? How do you use connection to not just overcome your own biases or change the minds of other people? How do you create an entire environment of inclusion through that kind of connection? Yeah, that's uh, in essence what I'm doing today, yes. uh, Justin. Uh, that's <laughs> that, that's my job, or a part of my job. And I think um, you know we've been focusing in on what we're calling healthy inclusion because obviously we're Omnicom Health Group. There you and go. And so healthy inclusion also is uh, the initials for that are HI, which is also high. <laughs> Easy to is, remember up there. Which is the way to start a conversation to get to know someone's story. Did you see right. that? Did you see how it all came Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so with that, healthy inclusion has been what I've been really driving and pushing to the folks at Omnicom Health Group. And, and that to me is around you know, recognizing what's going on and not like kind of living in a bubble. Cause I think Mm. that we're, you know, a lot of places that you work at are like, you know, the focus is what we're working on. All this other stuff that's Uh. happening in the world doesn't matter. And what I've been trying to really do is create this culture where, yeah, we, we know that this is happening outside of work or, and this is what we're, we're offering you, you know, it may not be a whole lot of oh, these are all the things you need to know about anti-Asian hate, right? But it may be, here are the way you can learn more about what's going on. Here are the resources if this is impactful for you or impacting you. Um, And this is also for, here are the other resources in case you need to talk to somebody. And then I always end most of our messages when it's related to what's going on in the world to say, check on your colleagues, Yes. Like, it's okay to ask them, how are you doing? Do you need anything? Like, I understand this could be rough for you right now. And right. I think that it's pushing, I'm, I'm really trying to push compassion mm. at work. Um, you know, we all have it. It's just that I think that sometimes you get into the, 
the tunnel vision of what you're doing every day that a lot of times people don't do that. And the other thing I've been trying to do is give everyone a voice, right? So, you know, if someone reaches out to me and says, hey, I want to talk about the Holocaust, right? Right. Can we have some, at our company, we have these brave spaces conversations. And someone reached out and said, you know, there's the International Day of of Remembrance of the Holocaust. Can we do something for that? Mm. Absolutely. Let's talk about how we can put that out there. What can we do? Can we make it a panel? Can we do this? You know, I give people the ability to do that. And I think that drives engagement. And usually with these different events that we've had, Related to, I st- I've been getting emails where they're like, no one's ever recognized this mm. day before. Yes. I truly feel like, you know, I'm working at a company that actually cares yes. or, you know, I have a voice here, et cetera. So it's a slow moving boat, though. Like, right. I, I don't want people listening to think, oh, all you got to do is send an email and all of a sudden <laughs> everybody included. comes out. Right. right. Yeah. It's not that. And there's always going to be people that are kind of against it, too. Right. That don't right. want to do it. But the impact is bigger as you start to build. Right. Then people start yeah. to take notice like, oh, it's not only Black History Month. Right. Oh, it's also oh, we're also doing this. I didn't even know this was an event. Right. right. And then you start hearing and seeing people speak, stepping up or speaking up and saying, hey, I um." I'm even sharing what you all are learning. You're teaching us with my children or, or I'm bringing it to my family members that I know probably need this more than I do type of thing. (laughs) Um, And that's all feedback that I've gotten. And I think that that's important. And so this whole initiative around healthy inclusion Mm -hmm. and you're dealing with difficult conversations and you're creating these brave spaces. Yes. How do you ensure that this is healthy inclusion as opposed to unhealthy inclusion? Like what might unhealthy inclusion look like and how do we make sure that we're focusing and creating a space that's brave, that deals with difficult conversations, but does so in in a healthy way? Yeah. So I've been kind of managing through that, right? So when we do have these different brave spaces, regardless of the topic, I I pretty much say, okay, let's make sure that this is a learning opportunity for people Mm -hmm. to understand what they can do going forward to help, right? Right. Um, So i And I think that's really important because it's very easy to sit back, have these things, and it just be a complaining session, right? Right. I'm okay if we complain, but what I want us to do is at the end say, okay, how can we change the game here? The now what? Now what? Exactly. What is is it that we're going to bring to the table to, to, to be different and to show our healthy inclusion? And I'm also like part of our healthy inclusion strategy includes a training program, which we launched a a DEI university that has various training um, modules that's within it. And within those modules, it has all of the things like how to be an ally, how to speak up. Uh, It's around, you know, anti-racism is the next module that's about to launch. And all of those within there also have different tools and we're we're, uh, doing them with small group discussions. So we have facilitators that are within the companies that are scheduling these discussions where they can talk about it, how it relates to the business that they're working in. Ah. So, so then it's not just, Oh, I'm clicking through an on-demand video, but now I'm going to this discussion and I'm hearing how my coworker, Justin um, has had to speak up to a client about something they said that was a microaggression. So and this it is real, yeah. making it a real story and making it tangible to them and also giving almost little brave discussions for people to speak up and be like, well, actually, 
since I've been working here, I've never felt seen, right? Mm. Someone may come out and say that, or they may say, this is the kind of stuff I've experienced my entire career. Right. And it's the that is the source to make people really feel like, oh, wow, I had no idea that this person I've worked with for five years has felt like that. But now they're getting this opportunity to speak up. So it's it's hard. It's definitely the balance of unhealthy versus healthy is a hard balance <laughs> because some some topics, you know, people are really passionate about right. and are really still very angry about different things. Yes. Um, but I'm definitely one that's trying to push us down a pathway of you can have your anger, but let's figure out how we take that anger and put it to work. And I think you hit on a very important part, Gina, about having the individual engagement. There's mm -hmm. some private time to click through a few modules, but there's also smaller group engagement with trained facilitators. So it becomes more conversational. And I think it goes back to what you were saying, but it's easy to have bias when you don't have a connection. Exactly. And as soon as it's a small group conversation, there's modules where I can go through on my own and think through things and make connections and quiet reflection where I don't have to perform for the group around me, but then also having small group connection. So that's a really profound point about creating engagement. But mm -hmm. how do you create, you said towards the beginning of the previous answer that you don't just send out an email and then everybody comes. So once you create this great engagement, that's fantastic. How do you create the initial engagement in the first place? Like, how do you, if it's not just the one email and everybody comes and says, yes, I'm very excited to talk around my professional colleagues about the Holocaust. Mm -hmm. How do you yeah. make that? Make that person reach out right. in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. So I think what I've had the benefit of doing, and I think that anyone else coming into this, this field can do, you know, can look for is that. The leadership team that I work with at OHG is um, fantastic. So they are very tied into making this work and this change and driving healthy inclusion. So I've been given a lot of opportunities, in essence, just to showcase me, right? <laughs> to almost say, hey, everybody, here's what I I'm, I'm, I'm want you to do. So start it off with that. So from like day one of me being there, I spoke to the uh, so the whole agency and kind of said the beginnings of high, right? Yes. Of saying, speak, you know, here's my assignment for you right now as I'm coming into this role, get to know each other. Um, and I kind of went on this roadshow with each of the different locations, <laughs> a virtual roadshow <laughs> of, of each of these different locations where I kind of stuck to the same mantra that was kind of like, I'm getting to know you all, right? You all get to know each other. Yes. And get to know me. Right. And and I was very open about, you know, if you have ideas, send them over. I'm open. I'm willing to talk to you all, et cetera. And so, you know, has everyone has it been an influx? Like, am I like, whoa, whoa, everyone? I can't. <laughs> we don't I have can't any handle, room. I can't right. handle all these Standing ideas. room only. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I'm going to need to have a VIP section. Uh, no, it's not crazy town, but there are a lot of different people that are reaching out in different ways. And I think. I think it's going to come slowly but surely. But what I have been hearing is that people may not be coming to me, but they are coming to their leaders mm -hmm. in different yes. places. And then their leaders are coming to me to say, oh, well, I heard this. I heard that. We're starting to build out some new ERGs, um, employee resource groups for, for different ethnicity groups, which is new to OHG. And we're starting to see a lot of people signing up for those and, and getting involved. And I think that, you know, we're on the... We're taking all the steps in the right direction. 
Oh, that's fantastic. And Gina, what would you say to people out there who want to begin this process? Like, oh, this sounds fantastic. Gina's really got me inspired. I want to go out there and begin these conversations and create healthy inclusion, but they're scared. Mm. These are difficult conversations. I don't know if I know enough. I don't know if I can think of my feet fast enough. I don't know if I can stand up tall enough yeah. to facilitate these conversations. What would you say to someone who is... I mean, because we want a certain amount of healthy, wise caution. Yes. <laughs> we don't want to yeah. rush into it. But how would you speak to people who say, I'm afraid about having these difficult conversations or even initiating them? Right. If not you, then who? Yeah. I won't say, there's no conversation that I've, I've been having that I've been like, I can't wait to have this conversation. <laughs> this is going to be the best. I can't wait. I mean, right. all of this work that we do in in the diversity, equity, and inclusion world is yeah. uncomfortable conversations, right? Oh, yes. That's the whole point of it. And um, I'm not saying that, you know, you got to just go ahead and suck it up, but, buttercup, as they say. But I think it's more about, you know, if you've got the passion to want to move this forward, then speak up and do that. And it's okay not to know everything. <laughs> there are many times when people are like, well, what would you do about this? And I, feel, I don't know. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't know. But what I can do is look into it and figure out if there's a way for me to know more, or if you know more, let me know. Right. right. No one's a hundred percent an expert in anything right. as much as people like to think they are. No, <laughs> Or some act like they are. <laughs> yes. Some like to act like they are, but they're, right. they're, they'll be loud and wrong all the time. <laughs> Um, but I think that, you know, you can speak up and speak into what you want to do without having to know everything. And the other thing I'll, I'll say is a word of advice. If you do feel like that, start small. Right. Right. You don't have to go speak to your whole company, but you could, you know, speak up with like one of your couple, one or two of your coworkers that you feel comfortable with and see how it goes there. Right. You can use them as your pilot and then start to grow. Right. Like, oh, what do you think if I would just bring up this? Did, does anybody else notice this always happens mm -hmm. and see what they say and then start to build your voice that way? And I love that you mentioned and confessed that these are all difficult conversations, that we all feel that same sense of discomfort and yes. feel similar fear. Even I think it becomes Absolutely. easy for people who are beginning this diversity, equity, inclusion work to see people like yourself. Oh, they've got it all together. They, <laughs> they know so much more than I do. And while you may have training and ex, uh, expertise and experience that they might not have, part of it isn't you've overcome the fear and it's completely gone. It's you manage it really well. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. You know, I, I think what I've learned over the years is that I know that the fear or the concern or whatever it is, the worry is going to come with whatever it is. Right. In fact, I would actually say, I don't know if I feel like I'm really doing anything if I don't feel it. <laughs> so it's a sign <laughs> that you're doing something right. If right. You're... Exactly. I'm like, it, it wouldn't, if, if it was right. easy, we wouldn't be in the role that we're in, right? If it, yeah. if everything came to us so easily, yeah. then why 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 is it needed? That would mean and, yeah. that it's not needed, right? And I think that goes with any job you're in. Right. If it's it, if it's too easy, then it's not it's not a it's not a big deal or it's not something that's gonna make an impact. So yes. <laughs> I just kind of get used to it. There are some conversations are harder than others, but sometimes the other thing I do is I preface 
the conversation before it's going to happen. I'll say, right. hey, Justin, I'm going to bring up some stuff. It's going to be a little bit heavy. Right. And it might be an uncomfortable conversation, but I think we can get through it. Yes. Right. And I kind of set the stage before it comes in. So they're like, oh, we're not talking about shopping today. No, we're talking about real stuff today. Well, if uh, people out there listening would like to reach out to you to talk about more real stuff, how is, can they best get in contact with you? Yeah, I'd love that. I'm on LinkedIn under my name, Gina Pemberton. Now that's G-E-N-A Pemberton. Right. Gina with an E, very, very important uh, fact fact there. So I'm on LinkedIn and um, as Justin mentioned, I am on Instagram as well as I am Gina P again with the E. And so you want to reach out there on a DM or in LinkedIn. That's the best way to get in touch. All right. Well, thank you again, Gina. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and sharing so generously your advice and encouraging us and inspiring us all to move forward. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you everyone out there for listening as well. We look forward to seeing you and hearing you and talking with you next time. Until then, keep uplifting the impact. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.